You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And away we go. It's another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor's Show. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com. Once again, joined by my esteemed deputy editor, John Dixon, and another member of our great staff here at Arrowhead Pride, the analyst, Ron Kopp. This is a special edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show because, it, of course, it's Monday Night Football game night. The Chiefs and the Raiders taking on each other at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. John, I'll start with you. What's your anticipation level for this game right now? Uh, pretty high. Uh, you know, the Chiefs don't make it Raider week quite like they used to uh, back in the 90s right. with Marty Schottenheimer. But among fans, it's still a big deal. And I'm in that group. So Raider week is a big deal to me. I think it, it's just the most historic rivalry the Chiefs have. I mean, dating back to the, the AFL days. And mm-hmm. I, I think the problem that you run into sometimes with these rivalries is just the fact that both teams need to be quality to feel like it actually matters. And chiefs have been relevant for a long time. Now the Raiders here and there, they've had some interesting teams, but largely disappointing there in Oakland and, and now Las Vegas, Ron, what's your anticipation level for tonight? Yeah. You mentioned the rivalry. It's, it's kind of sad. We don't really get these night games, chiefs Raiders anymore. Actually doing a little research. I've run into the fact that, this is actually the first Monday night football game at Arrowhead uh, against a division rival in the Mahomes era. So we really don't get these, really? you know, these, and, and, you know, the Raiders, I don't even remember the last time we saw them in prime time, um, especially in Arrowhead. So, uh, you know, it, it's just kind of nice to see this rivalry kind of on the prime time again in a, in a big stage. There he is, Ron Kopp coming in with those research <laughs> nuggets that you can find <laughs> at arrowheadpride.com. If you like the Arrowhead Pride editor show you can leave us a rating and a review on apple itunes we'll typically read them on this show we're not going to do it today just because this is a special episode a preview episode of monday night football but we are going to stick with you ron and talk about your five things to watch in this game and the first one that you here had listed that the article that you do each and every week at arrowheadpride.com but the first one you had listed here for this particular game is can the chiefs match their week four energy yeah, I, that is the biggest thing to me because I think it was such a difference between week three and week four, the Colts game, you know, how they came out. And, and I'm not even talking about just the players' energy, but also the aggressiveness of the coaching staff within their game plan, um, just in terms of, you know, how how much they were getting receivers open rather than just trusting them to get open themselves, how much they were helping the run game with with a variety of, of different kinds of run calls rather than just, all right, we'll, we'll run outside zone this way, then that way, and, and, and keep doing that, so – I'm interested, interested to see that, and, and it, it is kind of the, the key point here is just that the Chiefs are kind of in this sandwich right now uh, between games <laughs> where, they're, where they're underdogs. Uh, you know, the, right. the Bucks game, they were an underdog, and then we've already seen it, you know, uh, this Bills game the next week, they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs per DraftKings Sportsbook at the moment. So 
I'm just kind of curious to see if, if, if that does lead to, uh, you know, any sort of lapse in, in uh, you yeah. know, kind of kind of what we saw in the Colts game, uh, the, the same thing. I'm interested to see if they kind of, you know, right the ship a little bit with that and, and continue to, you know, look like they did against the Bucks. you know, come out firing. I was having a conversation with somebody this week off the air and talking about the Chiefs and where we're at in the Patrick Mahomes era. And I just find it to be somewhat of an interesting place because the Chiefs, I think they maybe got up a little bit for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought that energy that maybe a, they would have had if they played them right after they, they lost them in, in the Super Bowl. It, you know, it took a few years to get there. And I'm, it's not like the, there is a Tom Brady Patriots that exists. I don't know if there's any particular team that the Chiefs truly, truly, truly feel like they need to get up for. Like maybe that's the Cincinnati Bengals, but they've had a disappointing start to, the, to their season at two and three. They seem like a little bit of a, a one-hit wonder. But I think what you saw happen last week is the Chiefs did get up. But I think that had less to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and more that they were embarrassed themselves mm. about all the mistakes that they made to lose that game against the Indianapolis Colts. So, John, you can understand where I think some of that energy that Ron is talking about came from. I, I agree. I, I think you're exactly right about that. And I and I think Ron is right to bring up that uh, the intensity level is something to pay attention to in this game. But I would point out that even though Andy Reid doesn't bellow Raider Week men as uh, during practices like Marty Schottenheimer used to do, um, they have a special emphasis on these division games. And, uh, and I think that that's why you can expect the Chiefs to put the proper emphasis on this game. Not only is it a division game, it's a primetime game. And I think that the Chiefs will be up for this game more so than they would for a normal one. But it's a fair question because it is sandwiched between these two other games where the Chiefs are not favored to win. And, uh, and they are obviously expected to win this game against the Raiders. I, I do think that, you know, there, there is maybe a little bit of that. I'm going to come out and say it here, trap game feel, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone and you know, their mom is looking forward to chiefs and, and bills next week. But I think what you have here in front of you and, and Andy Reid is really good about reminding these guys, like this is an everyday thing. What you have in front of you is an opportunity to more or less and any Raiders hope for, a division mm -hmm. title. Yeah. I, I mean, they could be one and four and, and still rally back and, and find themselves maybe in that wild card mix. But if you go down one and four and then you know, suddenly the chiefs uh, are, are in, in way, way in front of the division. Like to me, uh, if the chiefs are four and one and the Raiders are one and four, they, you know, I know there's 17 games, they're probably not coming back from that. So I think you have a grand opportunity on hand. And I think the Raiders got to be excited and we'll go to your second point, Ron, to watch in this game, because this is the silver and black debut of Devonte adams at arrowhead stadium right yeah they're big they're big key addition this offseason uh, kind of one of those those kind of moves that signals that they are all in right now that they shouldn't be one in three at this point right mm -hmm. that they should be contending right. better than they are but that's the thing man he's still very good he's been good this year um the, the thing i'm i i take away from it is is how big of a target share he takes um in the raiders offense and and how we've seen already these Chiefs cornerbacks this year, if there's one place this defense has really gotten picked apart, it's it's the outside cornerbacks. You know, we obviously mm -hmm. the Chargers game, Mike Williams, you know, gave Rashad Benton and, you know, a, a few other players uh, quite a day there. And then last week, you know, I know it, it kind of was a little bit different of a game script because they got down so heavy right away the Bucks did. Um, but, you know, even they had some success attacking the Chiefs outside corners. So I think especially with the Raiders offense, how they function, 
I think they should lean into that because I do think, you know, when you look at the rest of the Chiefs defense, how they're playing right now, I think this could be the biggest mismatch, the single biggest mismatch the Raiders have offense versus Chiefs defenses, just attacking, you know, uh, you know, back shoulder yeah. fades, slant routes, just mm-hmm. attacking Chiefs outside cornerbacks with Devontae Adams specifically. We're talking about Chiefs and Raiders coming at you tonight, ESPN 715. I know a lot of you will be at the game. And I, I think this point, it actually lends some some weight to another point that we've been thinking about here at Arrowhead Pride for a little bit here. Trent McDuffie is on, on the mend, and we expect him to be back after this game. And if you really look at the Chiefs cornerbacks right now, Darius Sneed is that dude, right? We've been really impressed with Jalen Watson. Rashad Fenton of the three, I think you sort of worry about the most. I don't, I mean, I, I'm looking at this matchup and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Devontae versus Jalen Watson. Uh, okay. Gives me a little <laughs> bit of the heebie-jeebies, but I really, I think, am a little bit more worried about what would be Adams versus Fenton. And John, I, I don't know if you feel this way in this particular game. It feels like just like Mike Evans did, like we can kind of expect Devontae is going to have 100 and maybe a touchdown, but it's like, can the Chiefs just score more considering that like this guy is one of the best receivers in the NFL and he's definitely going to get the Chiefs with their current cornerbacks? Well, I think that's exactly the way we have to look at it because I think it's going to be very difficult for the Chiefs to hold a player like Adams to uh, less than a big game because he's turned in big games every week uh, right. with the Raiders. Um, you know, they, at least in terms of their invest in, investment in him personally, uh, it's been a good investment for him, but it hasn't resulted in more wins. You know, mm-hmm. that's been the problem. And part of that has been, you know, injuries. And I, I, Ron, didn't you say that they, they've on like their ninth offensive line this yeah. season? Yeah. So <laughs> they've different they, offensive line combination. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is going to be a problem for them all season. And uh, so the Chiefs are just going to have to figure out a way to win the game, even if Adams has a big game, which seems pretty likely. Yeah. And and look, just because Adams is, is getting targets and he, he does accumulate yardage doesn't necessarily mean the Raiders are, are going to win. Right. And, right. And this is a point I made, too. And, and this is something to remember, I think, going into the game, because I think it is going to be frustrating for at least a portion of seeing what Adams can do. But like Mike Evans is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Jalen Watson was covering him well, and mm-hmm. Evans went up and, and got that touchdown. Look, the, the Chiefs still dominated that football game and won. I, I think mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta you gotta realize like these guys get you sometimes, especially when it's a quarterback right. receiver combination that's so used to each other, you know, dating back to college. And this is what the Raiders have felt can unlock Derek Carr. Hasn't exactly panned out yet when it comes to wins, but I, I just think the Raiders are a much more dangerous offense, obviously, with Adams. Ron, let's continue on with your third point in your five things to watch here. At Arrowhead Pride, more sky, more. I know that there's a lot of fans <laughs> smiling when you say you say that there there have been uh, some pushes out there. Let's say in our mentions and our comments, we need to get more and more involved. So why do you see that in this game? Well, I think the Chiefs kind of told you or, or showed you last week. I would say, um, you know, it did seem like there was a concerted effort to get Sky more a little more involved. You know, there's a couple times. They ran their traditional uh, RPO slant, and he was that primary slant route. And, and Mahomes actually forced it one time, which kind of tells you, you know, even he is trying to, you know, um, get him involved, you know, almost almost force it to an extent. So I'm, I, I just think his skill set, what he brings to the receiving core, it's just different from what the other receivers bring. And, and it's been proven. I don't, you know, I didn't know that for sure going into the season if he was going to be a, a much better, uh, you know, separator right. at the line, you know, the footwork at the line. But 
you know, we were all at training camp, you know, we, and, and I, you see the difference between what he looks like right off the line and, and creating separation off of a tight coverage, you know, on a slant or an in-breaking route compared to the rest of the receivers. And I really think with defenses trusting man coverage a little more this year, you know, kind of testing them saying, hey, look, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to beat us one-on-one. You don't have Tyreek anymore. So we're not as fearful of, you know, Tyreek just beating one guy and, and going for 70 yards. And so I think that is one thing in the Colts game, it was actually kind of prevalent, you know, the receivers not beating man coverage as much. I think Sky has that skill. And so that's why I think it's important. He keeps progressing into the offense. Cause I do think yeah. at some point that skill is going to become a super important part of the pass game. And, you know, the, the, the more and more he gets involved, the more comfortable he'll feel when it, it kind of needs to be an important part of the pass game. It doesn't need to be maybe at this current moment, but it right. needs to when it really matters uh, down the stretch. We go to these press conferences a lot and Steve Spagnolo and, our, our pal Uncle Dave Till, pretty forthcoming. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy less so. And sometimes, <laughs> when it comes to the offense, you really have to look at what happens on the field and the numbers to really see what these guys are thinking. And I, I think this is an important game because Nicole Hardman has been a little bit banged up, and we have seen Sky Moore get more involved. Has that been because Nicole Hardman has this heel thing, or is it more like okay, we really need to give more opportunities because now McCole, it seems, is trending to be. 100%. So now that he's 100%, are we still going to see Sky Moore being more involved in the offense? I know that they see him currently as a returner, but I it, it's hard to argue with the separation, right? We have this the NFL next gen stats going now yeah. and Sky Moore has been able to get some separation and I know that there's a lot of Chiefs fans looking at Pittsburgh and George Pickens looks pretty darn good, but George Pickens is also getting the opportunities that Sky Moore isn't. So I'm wondering, John, if we start to see even more of more, despite McCole Hardman maybe being 100% after dealing with the heel for a couple of weeks. Well, I think it's all the things that you mentioned. I think part of it is that he's a rookie part of it is, and he's still, you know, getting himself acclimated to the, to the offense and all the routes that he has to know in order to be in the chiefs offense. But I think also um, the fact that they've got Smith Schuster and Valdez Scantling in front of him, and they're trying to figure out what those guys have. And, uh, and then after the, the week three game, you know, Eric B said, well, we've got to get him more, more snaps clearly. And then they Mm -hmm. did. And some of that may have been because Hardman was hurt uh, in that game remained having a problem with it with this heel injury and mm-hmm. so we may see less of more but then again you know smith schuster might be out in this game so there's a lot of moving pieces here and we could end up seeing about the same that we saw in week four for sky Moore, or we might see something else entirely so we'll just have well, to see how it plays out this is something uh-huh. i have to do after this live podcast but nfl network's tom Pelissero has said that it's likely Juju plays. So I don't know how that yeah, might factor well. into some of the, the playing time that that more gets tonight. But Ron, I, I can see you have a point. What, what do you want to say? Well, just real quick, I'm glad you brought up the Juju part because I do think that's an important piece of this too, is that, you know, a lot of what Juju's done this year is that short area, those quick hitting routes mm, that I yeah. think Sky is best at right now. And I think McColl's role is a little more, you know, it, it's that defined role, right? And, mm-hmm. and I, so mm-hmm. I do think yeah. – if they, if they if maybe Juju doesn't play as much tonight, maybe more on a pitch kind of a little bit. I do think it's it, it gives Sky the opportunity to do what he's best at in Juju's place on those snaps. Worth mentioning, and, and John, I heard you you talk about MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling. It is October 10th, which means it is Marquez's 27th birthday. So if you're oh. feeling froggy, maybe head on over to Kansas to DraftKings 
sportsbook <laughs> online. It sounds like an anytime birthday touchdown. We we get, <laughs> might, might see Marquez Valdez Scantling first touchdown as a chief right here on his birthday on Monday Night Football. All right, Ron, let's continue with your point. We're going to flip it to the other side with your fourth point, five things to watch at arrowheadpride.com. Continuing the strong run defense and the defense to, I think everyone's surprised, has been the most consistent part of the 2022 Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it starts with the, the run game. What are you thinking when it comes to the Chiefs in tonight's matchup? Yeah, it isn't funny how it wasn't that long ago. The run defense seemed to be the only thing anyone could complain mm. about around here. And now it's 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 definitely the most solid thing, on, especially on the defensive side. Um, leading the league in total rushing yards allowed, the least, obviously. Um, and only two teams have allowed fewer yards per attempt to this point. And so I, I do think that's important here because I mentioned, you know, the Devontae Adams is a huge part of this, right? But, you know, the Raiders are also, you know, Josh McDaniels, he's from the Patriots tree. He's also a guy that understands the the value of running the ball. And, and they do rank, you know, eighth this year in the NFL in, in, in average yards per carry with five yards per carry as a team. And actually Josh Jacobs, who is kind of funny, you know, in the preseason, we didn't really know exactly who the Raiders running back was, was going to be, you know, fantasy guys kind of, you know, thought it was going to be more of a committee. All of a sudden, he turns into a bell cow back and, and looks really good. He actually has the third most yards after contact among running backs this season. So I do think the important part about this is that the, the Raiders are going to stay, stay in their 11 personnel a lot, three receivers with Renfro, uh, Matt Collins, Darren Waller, and, and Adams. And so the Chiefs are going to be in their nickel sets a lot, so they're not going to necessarily be in the best spots to stop the run, right? So that's where it's going to be really important for guys like Derek Naughty, Nick Bolton, um, you know, any of the other interior guys that to really win their matchups in, you know, in the middle so they can kind of, uh, you know, not get taken advantage of uh, numbers wise in the box. They can still, you know, they can they can kind of win, even if the Raiders kind of spread them out a little bit and, and kind of get those lighter boxes. You know, guys like Derek Naughty kind of overcome that by being beasts. So I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for that. I don't know what happened with with the the Gruden Basaccia era, but I. I used to look at Josh Jacobs and like, like this guy's pretty good. I'm, right. I'm, exactly. And then all of a sudden he sort of just fell off, right? Where they weren't giving him opportunities. And I don't know, it, were there injuries? Did it seem like maybe that regime was, was overthinking it a little bit? But it, it does seem like this new regime has gotten back to Jacobs. And that's been a, a strong point for the Chiefs. And I think it's been, and John, I'll let you take it from here, but I, I think it's been in the complaint we've had for years, uh, oh, especially yeah. early season, just yeah. how these runners would gash the Chiefs. And it, it, I think there's a little bit to it when it comes to bringing in Joe Cullen along the defensive line, but it, it does seem like a source of pride for the Chiefs now, you know, when you talk about sacks and whatever, like you ask Frank Clark, who maybe is a bad example, but for example, you ask, hey, Frank, how do you feel about sacks? He's like, well, we got to stop the run. This is the what they want to do, and they want to set that tone early in the game. And I think it's been able to you, they've they've set the tone for the whole game when it comes to the whole defense. When you're stopping the run, it, it kind of leads to success everywhere. Yeah, um, you know, there's only been three things that have been certain for Chiefs fans for a long time: death, taxes, and being bad against the run. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way it's been for a long time now. And so it's, yeah. it's I don't I don't even know how to react to the Chiefs leading right. the league in run defense as they did going into week five. I, I think now they're they're now in third, but we'll see how this game goes. Or sorry, in second place now. But we'll see how this game goes tonight and how many how many yards they give up to Josh Jacobs. Uh, it really it all because the Raiders are pretty good against the run too. And I mm -hmm. think that that makes this game uh more likely to be a shootout then another game might be where the Chiefs are playing with a good run defense and um, 
so I, I think, and, and the Chiefs pass defense, as Ron noted a little while ago, has not been all that great this year. And it's not necessarily the fault of uh, the starting players, but they've been hurt and they've had to be, you know, messing with changing things around in order to, to deal with that. So I think this adds up to a lot of passing yards in this game tonight and possibly a lot of scoring as well. Well, the, the good folks at ESPN hope you're right, John. I hope yeah. for a lot of passing, a lot of points <laughs> and a lot of reasons to continue to watch Monday night football each and every week. All right, Ron, let's get to your final point here that you have at arrowheadpride.com. Red zone battles in this game between the Chiefs and Raiders. Yeah, one of the most interesting stats I found from um, this this Raiders research is that their offense actually scores on 50% of its possessions, which is tied with the Chiefs for the best rate in the NFL. And so that tells you that they should be one of the best offenses in the league, um, but they rank 10th in points scored. And so, that, again, that, that goes to tell you that you know, maybe uh, maybe the red zone, maybe they're not finishing drives, right? Maybe, you know, they're kicking a lot of field goals and not scoring touchdowns. And, and it bears out in their red zone success. Um, they have the 30th uh, or, yeah, the 28th ranked uh, red zone success rate this year in terms of turning red zone possessions into touchdowns. And the thing is why I found that interesting is that the Chiefs red zone defense, you know, it was actually, you know, it's funny. You guys remember last year it was a huge topic at the beginning of the year, the red zone defense. Mm, right. Well, it's not as much a topic when the rest of the defense is playing well, but it's been bad this year. They've, they've allowed 80% of their, their uh, possessions in the red zone to turn into touchdowns. And when you think about that's 12 of 15, when you think about it, one of those was the Jalen Watson pick six, which, you know, they deserve credit for making that play. But, you know, I think that was also a lot of, you know, it was a bad throw and a, and a bad play by the chargers. So all that to say is I think this is where, you know, the, the, the offense versus the Raiders offense versus Chiefs defense really comes down to it. If they can hold them the field goals, like, you know, other teams have been doing to the Raiders this year, that's going to make the difference in this game. You know, Devontae Adams is going to be heavily targeted down there, but they also have Darren Waller who, you know, we saw Darius Harris, you know, in his first game with the Colts, you know, give up, you know, he wasn't the culprit on both touchdowns to, to uh, the Colts tight ends, but you know, Colts tight ends had a success in the red zone. Right. And so all that to say, Darren Waller is a, a pretty good piece to be thrown in the red zone. And so linebackers, safeties, the cornerbacks are all going to have, uh, you know, they're uh, a big test in the red zone uh, tonight. Yeah. We'll see how the chiefs fare. I, I think you're right. I, I think it is going to be interesting. And, and, what I wonder too is just because the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and and it seems like teams have learned this a little bit over the years. If the Chiefs are able to get those third down stops, will the Raiders opt to leave the offense on the field, just knowing that you know maybe Patrick Mahomes can can get them? Uh, Adam Schefter had a stat this morning: in the eight starts that Patrick Mahomes has played the Raiders, the Chiefs have scored thirty-seven points. Not to say that that'll necessarily continue tonight, but for some reason, when Pat sees the Silver and black, it seems like the Chiefs offense <laughs> tends to tends to explode here. So your five points again, Ron, as we go through them. Can the Chiefs match their week four energy? Corralling Devontae Adams, one of the better receivers in the NFL. More Sky Moore. Love the wordplay on this man's name. Uh, continuing a strong run defense. And, of course, the red zone battles. Those are the things that Ron has to watch. You can read. More about them right now at arrowheadpride.com. And with that, I'm going to bring Steve Serta in because all of us at AP make game predictions. And so, Steve, you haven't had an opportunity to talk today, so we'll start with you. How do you see this game going? What is your final score? I think I kind of agree with you guys a, a lot on how you've kind of broken down this game. And I think there is going to be points scored in this game. I just think at the end of the day, the Chiefs are just the better top to bottom team. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And 
it, it's hard for me to envision a scenario in which this Raiders secondary that has struggled all season long is really going to shut down the Chiefs passing attack. Like, I, I just don't see it happening. Like, the defense is going to be able to get after Derek Carr because their offensive line is not a strength of the team. But I still think they'll find a way to put some points up in this game. But I think inevitably the Chiefs are just too much for the Raiders and they win 38 to 27. 38 to 27. So they cover the overhits. What's the over 51, I believe. And the, oh, yeah. the right. point yeah, spread yeah. is seven, both according to, to DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, John, let's continue with your prediction. Well, I think there's two possible outcomes here. Uh, one is that the Chiefs get out to an early lead and uh, start playing prevent defense. And I think if they do that, then the Raiders will um, score a lot of points uh, that will drive Chiefs fans crazy <laughs> over the rest of the game. But the right. Chiefs will still win by a touchdown or so. And uh, the game will be the score will be a lot closer than the game would indicate as the as the saying goes. The other possibility is that the Raiders will be matching the Chiefs score for score for at least a little while in the first half. But I think in that case, the Chiefs will pull away and again, pull out a victory around the point spread somewhere around seven points. So my prediction for this game is uh i have to think about this for a second it's 34 27 there you go okay i like that score as well speaking to your point about the prevent defense this is why sometimes yards per game and and even points per game can be a little bit Mm -hmm. non-telling and and not to be twitter explainer guy but that's why a lot of people like the dvoa because it (laughs) tends to you know include situations and steve spagnol even said this week right right like when you're up three scores it's all about time, baby. Right. So yeah. keep, keep keep the guys in front of you. Don't allow a quick score, and you're probably going to wrap up the game. I was really impressed last week. I, and I made this point on, on the radio. I'll make it again quickly here. It's just like we don't see the Chiefs just control a game like they did against mm-hmm. a great team like the Bucs. It always seems like, okay, oh, man, the Bucs are, you know, it, it, typically speaking, it would have been like, oh, somehow the Bucs are within three. Are we going to really give them the ball back? Is this what, you know, as, as a Chiefs fan, you're, you're worried about that. Right. And man, it was impressive how they were able to control the game. And like sometimes when you look at the box score, it looks a little bit worse than it was. They won 41 to 31. But but to me, it was almost this dominating, almost felt like a 17 to 21 point win over the Bucks. All right, Ron, let's continue with your score prediction. Well, kind of along to your, your point with the control and the game part of it. Um, I actually uh, with you, John, on, on, on your point about kind of or, you know, kind of the prediction that it could be kind of a, a matching score for score kind of game at first. Right. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see, you know, I think Josh McDaniels his first year as a head coach. He understands how important it is to, to, to beat the Chiefs in the division. I think he comes out and, and definitely, you know, has a good game plan. I, I think the Raiders offense gets going kind of early and, and the Chiefs have to match it. But. In terms of the controlling the game part, I think by, in, in the second half, I think this is when you see the offensive line once again shine. Um, I think you see the run game kind of come through and, and Clyde and Pacheco. I think, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, MVS is an, anytime touchdown earlier. I think for some reason Pacheco just screams, you know, like a touchdown tonight. You know, I, I just feel like he's getting going a little bit. It would Andy be just like Pacheco to ruin Marquez's birthday <laughs> touchdown. Hey, they can both score. Come on. We got plenty of points to go around. That's right. Uh, That's right. No, I, I could just, I can just feel, you know, the run game getting going and getting Pacheco's first touchdown and, and all that. So I, 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 well, I guess he scored in Arizona, but his first, you know, legit touchdown, maybe at home and everything. So, all that to say is, is, is I really feel like it's going to be a close game in the first half, but then this Chiefs offense with the run game feature takes off in the second half, gets to a 40-23 to 23 score, 
and we're setting up for a great game next week in Buffalo or against Buffalo. These teams, I, I just feel like they, they do know each other well, but when you have a new coaching staff, it changes the game a little bit. So I don't really know exactly what we're going to get tonight. I think if it was still the old era and we know why that ended and, and so on and so forth, that, man, I, I just would feel like the Chiefs would, would roll. But I think there's going to be some mystery to how the Raiders defend the Chiefs a little bit. And we've seen the Chiefs offense go through growing pains, really took off last week. But I get, again, I, I just think there's some some mystery here tonight and it's still a division game. And the Raiders, we, we got to say, like, I think they're better than the 1-3 record and they're in absolute desperation mode. We've already talked mm-hmm. about that. Like this, right. They've created a situation for themselves by going 0-3. They were able to beat the Broncos. Um, so now they're now one, they're one and three. They've created a situation for themselves where they can't really afford to lose all that much anymore. And every game is already for them almost a, a playoff game. I think they play the Chiefs tough. I think they come in with a good defensive game plan. I think this is a little more of teeth pulling than maybe you guys have. And I actually, I know a lot of people like the over in this game. I think the, I, I like the under. I do like the Chiefs to pull it out. I don't even like them to cover. I think they win this game 26 to 20. And mm. we see Matthew Wright needing to hit some some field goals in in what is going to be a game that the Raiders need so bad they're going to play well, but the Chiefs are going to just you know end their hopes and dreams as as they they typically find a way to do. So I, I have a little bit of a lower scoring game. Typically, I like to predict the shootout, but I just feel like <laughs> this is going oh, to yeah. be more of a more of a battle than than the Chiefs um, maybe had last week against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just because you are in. And that desperation for so, so you so you're thinking that Matthew Wright will miss an extra point or how how are you getting the 26 points there? Are you talking about four field goals and a couple of touchdowns? I, I just something tells me the Chiefs are not going to cover that point spread tonight, and mm, so I need okay. I need All maybe right. Matthew Wright misses one. He's been great, right? He went 77 yeah, right, right. last game. Let, let's get that out of the universe right now. Did you not listen to Aaron Rodgers yesterday, John? We're not supposed to put <laughs> bad terms and bad vibes into the universe okay it's all our so, fault man <laughs> there we go four four for four the the chiefs uh, predicted to win by by all of us on monday night football we will be posting our large staff prediction that we have about 20 of them now uh, at arrowheadpride.com coming up soon appreciate ron cop appreciate steve sir appreciate john dixon if you like the arrowhead pride editor show you can find it each and every monday typically we would have marinated takeaways but this is a nice marinated pregame for you uh that that we cooked up for you and we will be back next week rate us review us appreciate you guys uh, for watching live and most importantly enjoy the game thank you for listening to another edition of the arrowhead pride editors show support for this show comes from fundrise buy low sell high it's easy to say hard to do for example high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. 
Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta.